We have spent a lot of time talking about RTI, but honestly, is it really as effective as, you know, the powers that be believe it is? Welcome to Reaching Struggling Learners, episode 26. Today, we're going to talk about real life examples of how RTI can be effective in the classroom. Jessica Curtis of Teaching Struggling Learners. I'm a boy mom and a veteran teacher. You're listening to the Reaching Struggling Learners podcast, where we talk all about helping students succeed academically, socially, and behaviorally. Thank you so much for tuning in. So I'm going to go ahead and start out with a complete bit of honesty right now. If you're wondering if RTI is effective, the answer is RTI is as effective as the amount of effort that teachers put into it. The harsh reality of RTI is that if teachers put the effort in, it is incredibly effective for students. But teachers who don't believe in the process and only half-heartedly do the work they're not going to get much progress. They're not going to see many results. So if you want RTI to be effective in your classroom, you got to put in the work and you got to work with the students consistently. That's that's really the only way to see results. But the flip side is if you want the system to fail, it's going to just like any other time. So that's the simple truth about anything with education, right? If a teacher believes a student's going to fail, let's be honest, that student's going to fail. Sometimes it's because the student lacks the skills needed, but sometimes it is because the teacher subconsciously puts stumbling blocks in a student's way. I'm not saying this to point fingers at teachers or accuse teachers of being mean or discriminatory. I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying, or the reason I'm saying this, is because... I have seen kind, loving, wonderful teachers do or not do small things all year for a student they didn't think was going to be successful. One small comment or forgetful moment doesn't really impact a student most of the time, but when it's done consistently, it adds up to big missed opportunities over the course of a school year. The opposite's also true. Teachers who have believed in a student who may never have done well academically before have seen massive growth and opportunity in students where it never seemed to exist before. It, It just, all of it makes me think about that meme that's, you know, on Facebook, it comes up about every six months or so, uh, where that quote, this teacher thought that I was smarter than I was. So I was, I mean, that's really, really true we very much impact the way students view themselves and the effort that they put in and the end result. Today, with all the crazy things going on in the world, I really want to talk about that second group, the group of teachers who believe the RTI could work and that all their students could learn and make progress. Teachers who put forth a lot of effort and it's exhausting. I'll say that right now. It's exhausting and we are all very, very tired. But those students reap the benefits of that hard work 
through their academic success. The first teacher I'd like to talk about is a teacher who, when I worked with her, had taught for 12, 13 years. She was a truly kind-hearted soul who built a classroom community where all of her students felt safe and that they belonged. She had one student who was truly a tough nugget, I'll put it that way. You know the type. If you say sit down, he was sure to stand up. If you say write your name on the line, he he would write his name below it or on top of it or, you know, up the side of the paper, you know, that kind of kiddo. This student, like, seriously looked for ways to be defiant every opportunity he could. His previous teachers warned us about him, that he would disrupt the class, he would refuse to do any work, and eventually he was going to try and hurt other kids sitting around him who were doing their work. So my friend started the year with building that classroom community, like always, but she worked really, really hard to include Tough Nugget into that community. Starting from the very first day of school, this boy absolutely refused to do anything any work to the point that my friend honestly had no idea what his skill levels were because, you know, he wouldn't even pick up a pencil to write his name. I know you've seen those kids in school. So into the RTI process he went, of course. In small groups, he was disruptive. He'd make fun of the other kids for being dumb and he'd spent that entire time doing everything but trying or, you know, working or picking up a pencil, anything. He wouldn't even look at the paper if you asked him to. So my friend, who is very kind-hearted and had the patience of a saint, decided to take him one-on-one. At first, he completely refused to do work or respond. He wouldn't look at her. He would not, he wouldn't even grunt. Like that says really saying something when a kid won't even grunt at you. But without that audience to kind of deflect to, he eventually really had no choice but to do something. After a few weeks, and my friend was like totally ready to quit after those first few weeks because, I mean, it was in, it was just so frustrating for her. But he finally admitted he couldn't do any of the work, like at all. He honestly didn't know any letters or sounds. He couldn't identify the letters in his own name. He'd learned to write his name through like muscle memory. He'd gained some tracing, you know, he'd been tracing and he learned kind of some of that, but it didn't make any sense to him. He knew how to rote count, but (laughs) identifying those numerals, numerals was not on his repertoire. My friend figured out once she kind of waited him out that the reason he acted so horribly in class was just self-preservation. He had no academic skills. And here's the thing, he was really smart. He knew that he didn't, he wasn't able to keep up with the other kids. So I won't go into the details of how she did it other than working with this young man every single day for his entire third grade year for 30 minutes in reading and math. But by the end of the school year, he was able to add and subtract multiple digit numbers with regrouping, and he was learning his basic multiplication facts. By the end of that year, he was starting to make that that jump from learning to read to reading to learn. 
Now, was he on grade level? Absolutely not. But did he make massive progress? Heck yes. For the first time ever, this young man knew he had skills and he had hope. He had hope. And boy, did it show in his behaviors. He was never calm. He was never a calm student. But he stopped being aggressive and being purposefully disruptive to everybody else in class. You know, except for like his class clown stuff. Like he was always like he always used humor to deflect when he didn't know something. But my friend learned to see that as a sign that she needed to give him time, give him support, back off, that kind of stuff. Now, he did repeat third grade and his second round saw him by the end of the year with passing grades and pretty good behaviors. I mean, he struggled. It was it was still not perfect. It was nothing that, you know, you were going to like, you know, win teacher of the year on. He still struggled. But it wasn't that massive skill deficit he had when he started third grade. And he wasn't aggressive. They weren't trying to send him to a different school anymore. So, you know, I think that's pretty impressive, right? My second example is a high schooler who read at about a first grade level. Yeah, I said high school. This young lady was sweet as as could be. I mean, truly sweet as pie, as we would say. But if you didn't know that she had a reading issue, you would have thought she was super lazy and just super disorganized. On the surface, it looked like her issues in school were just her missing work and lack of effort. But my friend who worked with her learned that this young lady could not read anywhere near the grade level text she was assigned. My friend brought her to me because, you know, as a high school teacher, she wasn't really familiar with how to get those basics of teaching a student to read. So that young lady and I started getting to work. I worked with her every other day and she worked on the off days on practice tasks that I gave her because she was in high school. Obviously, the gap between her reading level and where it needed to be for her classes was huge. It, It was huge. Getting her on grade level wasn't an option in the time that we had together. Instead, we worked on teaching her functional words, starting with sight words so that she could increase her reading fluency. We took her vocabulary words and used them to write sentences, and that helped her understand the meaning of the words. She practiced reading those sentences to improve her reading fluency, and she got that extra practice with the vocabulary words so that when she saw them on tests, she could kind of get the answers a little bit better. Her grades increased a little bit over time. More importantly, she was able to start reading things around town, like billboard signs and advertisements. No, she didn't pass the state test. She ended up needing a waiver so that she could graduate high school. But by the time she graduated, she was functionally literate, meaning she was able to read on about a third grade level. She could read applications and text in daily life. She was also able to write about five, six sentence paragraphs on her own for the first time in her life. No, we did not get her to grade level. 
but I think we did give her chances in life that she wouldn't have had if we hadn't worked with her. I know that sounds, I guess, depressing when you think about a young lady who graduated high school with her third grade reading level, but if it hadn't have been for working through that RTI process with her, she would have graduated with a kindergarten reading level not able to read applications, not able to read advertisements, not able to functionally read in society. So that's a big change for her. There are so many stories that I could share that I've seen or been a part of where working at a student's level can make a huge difference for them. And that's That's really all RTI is, is finding that student's level and teaching them the skills that they need to move forward from there. It really isn't rocket science. It doesn't have to be this incredibly complicated process. It just has to be a teacher identifying where a student is and helping them gain the skills they need to move forward. Teachers do it every day. But because the education system has attached so much weight, so much stress to this process, it just it's intimidating and it's overwhelming a lot of the times. My hope for you today is that you can let go of some of the intimidation of RTI and grab hold of some of the hope that it gives us. RTI isn't about more work or more data. It's about hope. It's about realizing that small, consistent steps can make a huge difference in the lives of students. You just have to put one foot in front of the other to get where you're going. Thank you for listening to the Reaching Struggling Learners podcast, episode 26. I hope today was hopeful and gave you a little bit of hope for what you're doing in your classroom. I'd love it if you left a rating for the podcast on iTunes. Just helps other people find the podcast and it would be cool to find out what everybody's thinking. Until next time, may your coffee be strong, your classroom calm, and your eyes see light at the end of this year's tunnel. Bye. Bye.